show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists. Where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey, welcome back to the Healthcare Wrap. I'm your host, Kara Johnson, and today we have a new co-host filling in for Peter, who will be back shortly. But I wanted to introduce you all to somebody who uh, pretty much everyone knows already, and I have the grand fortune of having him on the program today. It's Dan Dunlop, who's the president at Jennings. Dan, welcome aboard. Thanks, Jared. It's great to be here. I am happy to fill in. Uh, you know, when I think of who's like on my, not speed dial anymore, just like, like who can I call from my <laughs> network? And I'm like, yeah, Dan's at the top of that list. And I'm like, I'm a, I'm a lucky guy to have you in that network. So if for some reason people don't know who you are, I can't imagine what that reason would be. But do you want to give, give them just a little bit of an introduction to yourself, uh, who you are, what you're doing, and you know, if there are any particular types of small um, desert plants that you enjoy raising, uh, you know, people like that? <laughs> I do have an obsession with cactus. So yeah, I'm Dan Dunlop, and I, I'd be shocked if people know me, but I'm a healthcare marketer, and I run a firm called Jennings. We're based in North Carolina, and we have an office in New England. And we do marketing, marketing strategy, marketing communications work for hospitals and health systems around the country. And I do love cactus, genuinely. I once rescued a cactus. My, my dry cleaner is in, next to this shopping center, and they had this huge, glorious cactus. And one day, they just bulldozed the parking lot, repaved it, and just pushed the cactus aside. And while I was out getting my dry cleaning, I went over into the side and grabbed one of the leaves of the cactus and transplanted it. And, and it became this, like, thousand-pound cactus in my front yard that my wife eventually made me remove. So uh, I do love cactus. It sounds like like an Aesop's fable or something. I don't know, like some story we can draw a moral out of it. I don't know. It was cool. It, it took me several loads in my Jeep to take what I had to remove. I had to take it in my Jeep to the dump. So it took several loads. It was so large. <laughs> the first time you told me that story, I was, I was trying to picture what that looked like. That's uh, It must have been uh, something. It was something. I just didn't want to get hurt because those cactus, they bite. They really do. Uh, here in the desert, we have the pleasure of the jumping cholas. It's a spiky ball. It's probably about three inches in diameter, about the size of like a like a racquetball. It's like a cactus, but the size and shape of a racquetball. And they can literally sense motion next to them. They don't jump at you, but they really do actually kind of lift up in the air. I've gotten one stuck on my arm before, just not even knowing it was there. Sometimes they, they really have a life of their own. See, I have learned something today. Thank you, Jared. <laughs> well, that's, that's probably, new information. That's probably the only thing I can teach you. So I'm looking forward to hearing. No, no, you. man. <laughs> 
Well, we are going to try our best here. I think it'll be fun to have uh, your participation here with the rap battle. So I'm going to move right into that segment and we'll explain to our listeners what that is. Rap battle. Our rap battle is usually the kind of the meat of the program. It's our main segment where we challenge an assumption that we feel like has been holding back healthcare marketing. And it usually has to do with technology one way or the other. And this week we're going to, to challenge a topic that has a it has a lot of legs, I'll tell you that. It feels like there's a lot of directions we can go with this. So it'd be really great to hear, Dan, which which direction you want to go with this. The assumption that we're going to challenge is just this false belief that marketers really don't need to be involved in developing innovative technology. And I think there are a lot of different ways we can go with this, but I know uh, there was an article that you authored last year in uh, eHealthcare Strategy and Trends that there was kind of along these lines, it was called the role of innovation and technology in healthcare transformation. Like, what, what are your thoughts on this topic? Yeah, I think it's a great topic, and, and it's right in line with where my mind has been over the last couple of years. But before I wrote that article that you're talking about in e-healthcare strategy and trends, um, I wrote an article the year before that in Healthcare Marketing Report titled The Changing Role of the Healthcare Marketer. And I think unless we start seeing ourselves differently as marketers, you know, and this is kind of the big 30,000 foot view, but unless we start seeing ourselves differently, we're going to become irrelevant because healthcare obviously is changing and healthcare marketing needs to change. So, and I think a lot of this is driven by the, the growth of and the importance of population health management and new models of compensation where we have to connect with consumers and with the patients and get them involved in their own care. So care coordination becomes this really big issue. And obviously, they're think, you know, I'll talk about virtual health maybe in a minute, but care coordination is the most obvious example of marketers getting involved in health IT. Because if we want to keep people out of the hospital, um, and, and keep healthcare costs down. One of the best things we can do is communicate clearly with patients after they leave the hospital to make sure they fill their prescriptions, make sure they understand the discharge orders, they know what they're supposed to be doing when they go home, and making sure they make their follow-up appointments and all those things. And typically, we've been doing that as hospitals, but you know, we have these care coordinators who are emailing them or calling them and leaving messages on their voicemail. And that's exactly what they're doing. They are leaving messages on their voicemail. And a far more effective way to interact with those patients and get them involved is through technology, you know, through an app, not through email, not through a fax or a phone call, but through an app where they can be involved, where they can have an exchange with the clinicians who are, who are managing their, their health. And, um, and where they can check in and they can share information and they can, they can look up information about what next steps are. You know, they can have a copy of their discharge plans right there. So I think that's the most obvious example of how marketers can get involved because, you know, all these hospitals around the country are doing care coordination, but they don't have these systems for following up that work. You know, they have the old antiquated systems. And, and I see it as the role of the marketer to get involved and say, hey, we can develop an app or, or we can hire a company that already has an app. Um, and then there are several out there that we can use to communicate with these patients when they leave us and, and to keep that communication going, to keep them healthy and keep them out of the hospital and, and monitor their compliance, frankly. So I think that's like a no-brainer because 
communication ultimately is going to be the key to keeping people healthy and informed and, and well and out of the hospital. And that, that's the marketer's role. Am I on the right track? I think that is the track. And here's why. All I right, think- good. Here, here's why I think that is because when it feels like the age of the you know dawn of the dinosaurs now, but like mm-hmm. when, when apps first came around, when social media first came around, everyone chose to either embrace it or resist it. And those who have resisted it have been behind ever since. So now we're at this point where the role of marketing has changed because not necessarily the fundamentals of our strategy have changed, but the mediums, the channels where we reach people, where people are connecting, whether or not we're participating in it or not. And that need to be nimble and agile to be able to adapt to that has been underappreciated. Those who are able Mm -hmm. to add another channel to their strategy because it makes sense for them, because they've tried it out, they've experimented, they've found a way to make it work, are are so much more ahead now. And I'm, I'm thinking of something like one of the things I hear a lot about right now, and I'm personally just fascinated by it is the Amazon ecosystem, is the Amazon Echo and the the Alexa ecosystem. Not just because Mm -hmm. I have a daughter named Alexa uh, long before Amazon came around. (laughs) Uh, I guess, you know, we were were just futurists with their children. (laughs) But the the promise and the ability of having right now has been labeled as a smart speaker, but we all know it's more than that now and it's going to become even more of that. The internet of things mixed with just about everything else we can do. So if I'm at a hospital and I hear that voice search and and Alexa is out there and, and there are tens of millions of them out there in households and I want to address that, I feel like years ago, the marketer would have either hired a tech firm, a development agency, or had it done in, in-house with their, you know, their IT team. Versus nowadays, I feel like the savvy marketer is saying to himself or herself, um, how do I do that? Like, how do we develop yeah. a skill for Alexa? How do we develop a flash briefing that will sound on everyone's Echo device or their Google Home Assistant or whatever? Anyway, I just feel like all, all these things are kind of coming together right now. And, and it's up to us to choose whether to embrace it or not. I don't know. What do you think? I, I agree with you. And I think, you know, it, it can be complicated or it can be really simple. And, you know, it can be the marketer taking advantage of an existing technology platform that's already out there, but that no one at their institution has ever thought about using to solve a particular problem. So, so to use a really simple example, we work with Copley Hospital in Vermont. They're up near Stowe, and it's a very rural hospital, and they are very active in population health management. And I, I'm not sure the marketing team ever thought about, wow, we can be leaders in, for the institution in population health management. But the truth is, population health is all about what happens in the community. It doesn't happen within the walls of the hospital. It happens out there. And the marketers have always been the ones in healthcare who are out in the community. So we suggested, what if we do a population health blog and we bring community agencies, you know, these nonprofits that work on different aspects of health, whether it's opioid addiction or, or homelessness or, you know, food deserts, and we bring them in as bloggers. We make them partners in this effort, and we use this blog as a platform to communicate with people in the community about population health. And, and suddenly, Copley Hospital becomes the community leader driving this effort for population health management and improved community health through a blog. It's a really simple solution. We didn't have to develop new technology. We used an existing platform, you know, and we didn't have to reinvent the wheel, but we did 
put the marketing team in a position of leading the population health initiative for the hospital. That That's very intriguing. I don't know if we really make that connection a lot of times between marketing and other teams that have data, that have a desire and are kind of on the front lines. Like you said, they're the ones who are out in the community. You know, population health teams don't necessarily inherently, you know, talk and coordinate all the time with marketing unless they're trying to promote what they're doing themselves. So I've, I find this, this is an example fascinating. I don't know if you, if you had any insight in terms of like how that got started or, you know, if, if it was initiated on the, on the marketing side, you know, if, if there's another system out there that wants to do something similar, like who, who takes the first step? Yeah, the way this one happened, and I don't know typically who, who should take the first step, but the marketing team was astute, and, and we were having a strategic planning meeting, and they mentioned to us that one of the priorities of the health system was this population health initiative and doing more to engage these other organizations within the community. And, and, and so we started brainstorming about, okay, how can that happen? How can we get these you know, disparate organizations unified and see themselves come together and see themselves as all part of one effort you know one population health initiative addressing the social determinants of health you know and our, my team came up with the idea of what about a population health blog where these people are bloggers and they contribute monthly and and you know it becomes their initiative as much as our initiative and everybody has buy-in and then we obviously we took it to the to the leadership team within the hospital and they were thrilled so that, that's how it happened in that case, Jared. I really like that thought because one way or the other, the fact that someone is taking that first step, the fact that there's a desire to collaborate, I, yeah. I like is, is kind of my, my number one takeaway here. Uh, you, you weren't talking about developing something radically new, but the, the content in this case and the contributors in this case made, made all the difference by the sound of it. And the goal, the objective, it wasn't just, it sounds like it was more than just, you know, page views or basic web traffic metrics to determine whether this is successful or not. Yeah. And, and, and you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned collaboration, that, that is it, you know, and in a lot of the work we're doing around population health management, collaboration is the key. And, um, and, and you know, and it's about the community, obviously technology, when you're trying to reach people in the community, whether it's through virtual health and telehealth or whether it's through a blog or an app, you know, technology is going to give you that easy ability to reach out to, the, to whoever those audiences are within the community and engage them. Right on, right on. I, I'm, I'm nodding my head here. You, you probably can't okay. see, but you know, I'm nodding my head. I'm just thinking uh, of all the ways that we could kind of take this concept and move it forward. And so, you know, if, there, if the desire is there to maximize all the efforts being put into it, then there are things that can be taken advantage of in a good way because of what marketing can bring to the table, it does take obviously the spirit of, of wanting to collaborate and recognizing that there's some value there. So those are great examples to me of just how to start taking some steps. And I think that's kind of what this, this conversation is all about. It really is. Yeah. As we look from a grassroots level of just like how to you know, take some movement one direction or another, I think you gave some, some great insights. And, and what would warm my heart would be to see more healthcare marketers attending some of the conferences I go to, like the Connected Health Conference in Boston every year, the HIMSS is a part of that conference now. Partners Healthcare has always produced it in the past, but now HIMSS has come in as a partner. And, and you want to think about, or if you want to get exposed, like that total immersion experience into healthcare IT 
and and the future of healthcare, man, come to the Connected Health Conference in Boston in, in October and just look at all the vendors, man, all the work that's being done. It is just amazing. So I, I would really, I, and I feel like I'm I'm one of the few marketers actually at that conference, and it's a shame, but it's it's such an education for me. And you know, because we need to step out of where we are today and look forward and experiences like that help me do that. Otherwise, I'm just immersed totally in what I'm working on now, the projects I'm doing now, and I'm not thinking about, wow, the future really isn't um, service line marketing. It's not marketing bariatrics and orthopedics. It, it is connecting with consumers um, in a whole different way. Well spoken, well spoken. Well, I'll give you the last word here for our rap battle. If there's anything you'd want to say to the naysayers out there, I, there was something that was posted on LinkedIn about Dr. Atul Gawande, who's going to be the, mm. new, the CEO of that new healthcare company, you know, the Amazon and JP Morgan, the Berkshire Hathaway, the, the collaboration there. And isn't that going to be based in Boston, I heard? Yes. They're really excited in Boston that it's going to be there. There's this article, and I loved the way they said it. It was like, there's some quote unquote experts who quote unquote are expressing skepticism. And I just thought, wow, well, you just come out and say it like you're a pessimist, you know, <laughs> like, like yeah. that, of, of all the collaborations out there, of all the things that we should be hopeful for, like, let's hope companies with the right capital and the right strategy who have figured out the rest of life of like how to conquer the world. Let's hope that they can actually figure this out. So I don't know, like when, when you're talking to someone like that, experts who express skepticism to the naysayers out there, uh, what would you tell them? <laughs> oh man, I would tell them to suspend disbelief. I, I would remind them of my experience back in 2009 or 2008, I think it was probably 2009, when I sat down with several of the leaders in my company at that time and I said, guys, we have got to figure out this social media thing. I said, we have got to get engaged in it. We have to understand it because this is not going away. And I remember them all looking at me like I was crazy and saying, God, they were saying, Dan, this is just a trend. You know, it's just, it's, it's going to, it's a fad. It's going to fade away. You know, we do not need to jump on this bandwagon. And, and again, that was back in 2009. And look at what's happened. So I, I would encourage them to bend disbelief and, and jump on the bandwagon. And like you said, celebrate the possibilities. You know, they might fail and we'll learn from the failure. But the fact that they've got Atul Gwande coming in to run the organization, that bodes really well for them. Well, having had the last word here on the rap battle, I would say you have killed that assumption. I think, I think it's safe to say we, we slayed that thing. So well done. Cool. Very good. So we've got a little bit of time here. And if you want to try a little experiment with me, we, we'd love to uh, have you take a shot at some freestyle. <laughs> I will follow your lead. No guarantees. Hey, that's all we can ask, you know, it's just people are willing to try something new. So for those of you who are new listeners, Freestyle is our segment where we try to gain empathy for other points of view. We feel this is another thing that just helps us as marketers understand how to approach and collaborate others who are involved in trying to improve healthcare. So Freestyle, the way it works is we'll each have two minutes. It'll be on a topic that's similar to our rap battle, basically of innovative technology in healthcare. And we will take it from each from a different point of view that we have not 
planned for. So I happen to have here what we lovingly refer to as the top hat of marketing awesomeness. And one of these days, I will have to tweet out a, a photo of this lovely hat. I'll throw a couple things out of the hat. I can go first if you want. You sure, show. you go first. Okay. And then, and then uh, if you want to, you can give it a shot here too. So let's see. I'm cool. this out. Let's see what point of view I will be attempting here. Let's see. So we're going to talk about in, about technology from the standpoint of a nurse. Mm, that's a good one. Ooh. Okay. All right. So I got to think about this one, but <laughs> uh, I'll give myself a couple minutes and uh, let me set that real quick. So I'm going to try to be precise sometimes. So there we go. Technology from the standpoint of a nurse. Wow. Okay. So I actually, I've never really thought about this and I probably should by now. I would think that really anyone on the clinical side uh, who feels like they probably a lot of times for good reason, have a closer connection to a patient or the loved ones or the family of the patient. And so for those reasons, they tend to know more, they they tend to have more insights into how the patient really feels. And for that reason, there's a lot of reasons to feel like uh, nurses being more involved in the development of technologies could be useful for everybody. How a marketer could help with that is if that could come on the content side as you're generating content and determining what topics to talk about. And, and Dan, in your example earlier of a population health blog, that's one way where they could kind of collaborate. A nurse, first and foremost, is concerned about the welfare of the patient. And it's easier to put that above almost anything else. And so any technology that's being handed to them. Unfortunately, I, you know, I wish this wasn't the case, but I think in too many cases it gets handed to the nurse and they, they don't really have a say in it. They're not a decision maker in that mm-hmm. process. Unfortunately, they get handed this technology and they say, Hey, make this work, you know, set up the EHR, like get it set up for the doc. And we can do some improvement there on that process. But what it tells me is that if we tap into the, the insights there, then we can improve what technology is being developed we can improve what outcomes we want on the patient's behalf. Again, because just naturally, those critical members of our care teams are, are so much more concerned about the patient. And that was Well terrible. said. That was a tough one. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That, it you, was, yeah. That was really I, I, I was curious to hear what you were going to say. <laughs> if you're willing to give this a shot, we can do yours too. Let's, let's try it. And if I do horribly, you know, you can just edit me out or something. <laughs> Right. The world will never, never know that, you know, it was even a, a question. So exactly. Here we go. Let's see. So again, reaching into the top hat, healthcare yeah. technology from the standpoint of oh, the sales team, like a, so the technology vendor itself, like an EHR vendor, their sales team. Mm. So I would, I would think this could either be technology that's helping them in the sales cycle or they're selling the actual technology that we're talking about developing. So it, I think yeah. it's you, whichever way you want to swing that. Yeah, let's take it from the perspective of, you know, they're, they're selling or repping the technology and, you know, we're the marketing team. And it's interesting because, you know, I do, oh, I better set my, my stopwatch so I do two minutes here. Hang on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to be true and I also want to be cut short on this. But no, it, it's interesting because, you know, I do work with, you know, CRM vendors, all different kinds of vendors who are selling technology into the hospitals and the health systems that I work with. And frankly, I think that they are becoming enlightened. I think we went just went through the dark ages and where they didn't really think about the convergence of IT and marketing and innovation and community, all those things. 
I, I think now the better vendors are coming to the table thinking about that. And they understand that to be successful, for them to be successful, there needs to be that marriage with the marketing team, that, that meeting of mind. So I typically see these vendors as being very pragmatic and, and being strong partners. The way I feel about the marketing team is, is our job is to present ourselves to them in a very open way and not not be seen as a rival but to be seen as a partner as we move forward because if it, if it's a you know whatever it happens to be that we're rolling out whatever that new technology is you know we need their expertise and and one of my pet peeves is vendors who sell you a technology and they're gone you know that's the old day of CRM vendors you know that's when CRM first came on the market in healthcare the CRM vendors would sell you the technology and then then it was like, okay, I don't know how to use it. I don't have the resources. But but I think that ship has sailed and we all learn from that experience. So I just think really coming at it from a partnership perspective and from day one, letting the vendor know that, that we are not rivals. You know, we are partners in this and we need each other to be successful. Uh, I think that's the key to that relationship. And I don't know if I approached that right, Jared, but that's my perspective on it. Hey, man. First freestyle. Uh, I'm. I hope that's not your last. I hope we get to do this again sometime. Me too. And I, I really appreciate the invitation. Thank you, Jared. You want to give any closing thoughts? So, not every solution we come up with is going to be a technology solution, and I just think that's an important thing for us to remember as we move forward. Uh, let our listeners know how they can reach you if they want to get a hold of you. you Google Dan Dunlop and healthcare marketing, and, and that's about all it takes. But I'm at JenningsHealthcareMarketing.com. Easy to find. I'm on Twitter at Dan Dunlop. I'm pretty much everywhere you go. So I'm very transparent. I'm easy to find. And if you want to find me, I'm there. And I know you're on Twitter. What's your what's your handle there? At Dan Dunlop. Dan, thanks for giving this a shot. Did fabulous. Thanks for all your insights today. Oh, thank you, Jared. I appreciate it. Well, and thank you listeners for tuning in. Thanks, and that's a wrap. 